Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Monday, March 28th, and I am currently in traction. I have a bad case of plantar's fasciitis, and if you've ever had that, you know it's painful. And I decided to just tough it out yesterday on a 10-mile hike in Alabama. And if you haven't been to Alabama, um, Chahia, I think that's the way you say it, Chahia State Park, which is just over the Georgia border, is absolutely amazing. Um, It's easier for me to get to personally than North Georgia. And on the weekends, it's pretty empty. Um, and it provides elevation. I think we did about, um, 1600 feet of elevation change yesterday. Um, and so great, great hiking, uh, perfect weather. Um, there, the place where we actually hiked, there's a, there was a plane crash in 2010 where unfortunately two people, a pilot and a student died. Um, and it went into a hill and, um, the plane wreckage is still there. Obviously, the bodies have been taken out, and it's kind of somber and 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 kind of sad. But you can read the whole story and kind of ghost tales. And there's a campsite right there, and blah blah blah. But big news over the weekend. Um, well, actually, this morning was Biden's tax plan for millionaires over a hundred million dollars. Um, it could put crazy pressure, and you're already seeing it. I believe that's why Apple is down. It, it could be that Apple just had its run. Um, because some of these stocks are not down, but I can't imagine these stocks wouldn't be down. But uh, we've talked about buybacks before. Um, and, and by the way, details on the actual tax plan remain to be seen. CNBC is reporting that they have uh, they have uh, copies of it. So it, it's interesting, but essentially the, uh, it, the big one is if you have over $100 million in uh, net worth, they, uh, the, the Biden administration is proposing a 20% minimum tax. Uh, so a lot of these $100 million kind of net worth folks are um, you know, using carried interest and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of other things that could be done um, that, that they're not doing, uh, but they absolutely should, uh, be doing, you know, fixing the tax plan, not just putting in because taxing on net worth, uh, in my mind is just, you know, wealth tax is not something that is sustainable with the current, uh, IRS staffing and you're actually changing an entire tax plan. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it. I do agree that, um, there needs to be some, some revision of the tax code. I personally, and, and this is my personal opinion, I'm a big fan of a flat tax, um, but that has no appetite anywhere. So, uh, But essentially the companies that this uh, 1%, the, the 1% tax on any corporate buyback, that's the big one for these stocks. And the stocks that, and we've talked about it before, Apple, uh, podcast favorite Oracle, 
Microsoft, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Exxon, IBM, Cisco, Pfizer, and Bank of America. Those are all the companies that buy back their shares regularly. Um, all are down. You should probably be down on this news. Um, I just saw Bank of America cross. Um, let's kind of take a look at it. Wells Fargo. I mean, we've gone over all of these stocks uh, on the podcast. I do think Wells Fargo is a great opportunity. Um, it's at 52. Wait till it gets under 50. Uh, it's at 52.76, so it's slightly up. Um, Bank of America is slightly up. Uh, 43.73 was the closest at 44. Um, Oracle. Let's see, Oracle. Uh, Oracle was one that we were waiting to, for it to run to 90. It's at 81.73. It looks like it's opening up at 82. Um, Apple. Uh, Apple must be something different because this one's down by $2. I'm not sure exactly sure why. Uh, don't know the news on this one. But again, we've had a great run in Apple from 150 to 175 um, Yeah, it's a great run. Um, so uh, one of the things that, that they, they're kind of saying on CNBC too is, hey, the t- this isn't done. We don't know how Manchin's going to vote on this one. Um, but essentially these companies could take their buybacks and just turn them into dividends, which could be a runner. Um, in my mind, again, uh, I think you buy Apple on a pullback. I did a, um, a FANG video uh, this weekend on the YouTube channel looking at all the FANG stocks. But essentially, you know, Apple's, we were in at 158 on the algorithm. Uh, the RSI right now is at 70. This one has to pull back. So you could just be down $2 just because it's a normal kind of pullback. It's 1.42% uh, pullback on this one. Um, big news too, uh, and this is, I'm just going over news instead of specific shares because we do have uh, shares. Uh, China is shutting down Shanghai uh, for COVID. This is huge, and, and, and this should not go unnoticed. Um, market, it's March 28th, and again, we're two years uh, out from uh, the COVID shutdown here in this country, but China has not gotten this under control. They have not gotten their, uh, their vaccines to work. Uh, this is the new uh, Omicron. Uh, I believe it's the B2. I, I don't know for sure, but uh, Gottlieb was just on there. Shanghai, just so you guys know, is the size of Texas. They're shutting down something the size of Texas. Um, obviously Texas, uh, Tesla Shanghai is big on this one. Um, you've got a, probably a significant amount of other China. They're just, you know, don't believe anything that comes out of China because my belief is that there is a lot more to this story, but they've said they are shutting it down. And in my mind, there's two things. Um, one does China ask for the Western vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna, which could be catalysts for those two stocks? Um, because China, that would be an enormous amount of vaccines to ship over to them. So again, do they ask for the Western uh, vaccines? Pfizer and Moderna. Those are two stocks you can, you can look at. Or uh, is this a sign that no vaccine is actually working? And China has this variant and it's in there and we're not stopping it. Uh, which could mean it could come over here or it could go to Europe or it could cause a, a, a bigger shutdown around the world. So uh, that's the other big news story uh, from today that I believe those are the two big ones that, that you're going to see kind of 
rumble about per se uh, over the next couple of days and could affect the market. Now, uh, we, I talked to Tesla. Uh, Tesla is up today. Um, Tesla is up. Let me look where they are. Tesla is up um, 5% in the pre-market, 1,070. Um, and that's because there were two things. Elon tweeted that he has COVID again. Um, and also the Tesla, the official Tesla account, tweeted that they will be asking shareholders to approve a dilution more shares uh, in hopes that there's a split. And if you remember the five for one split that came back in August, I believe it was August of 2020. And if we do a daily, let me just go back to a daily chart on this one um, rather than the algorithm. And by the way, we would be uh, purchase in on Tesla in the algorithm. But if we go back to August 2020 and it was a five, I believe it was a five for one split. Um, that was announced on August, I believe it, believe it was August 5th. Um, might have been August 11th, but <clears throat> it looks like it came down and it was trading right around um, $291. Um, and that's a, a post-split price. Um, all of these are post-split prices, but it was right around there. It split, and over the next month, it doubled. It went from 250 to 500. So, does this split and pre-price split go from a thousand to two thousand? Could be over, you know, five six days. It's a huge run. Uh, the valuation is crazy on this stock. Um, I don't put any. Uh, there's nothing that, that means that this is a uh, valuation play. But since Jan uh, last year, January of last year, you have seen this one flounder uh, between 800, um, about, I'd say 1,200, it looks like, yeah, about 1,200 back in November. Uh, and it got completely oversold. Um, overbought, I mean, overbought at 90, the RSI was at 92 back in October. This thing had nothing but to go down. But you're in this channel between about 500 and 1,000, I would say, um, which is a, a good channel to play in for Tesla. Um, I, I, my belief is that you kind of buy this one, and, and I've said this before, anytime Tesla got under 700, I added more shares. Um, that moved up to 800. I think I just purchased at about 833 or something uh, prior to this move. Um, but right now it is slightly oversold. The RSI is at 65, overbought, I mean, but the MACD is still moving up. So you probably have a little bit, there's better places for your money in this market, um, but you probably have some, some, some hype news on this one. Uh, speaking of hype news, have you taken a look at crypto? Ether and Bitcoin are above their 200 uh, day averages right now. Um, Coinbase is shooting up, even though that was uh, Jim Chanos uh, short of recent. There's a local news story, and it's a local news story, and it hasn't been confirmed, is that Coinbase is in um, discussions to acquire Latin America's largest crypto exchange. Uh, could be huge. Um, could mean that they're moving more towards, if you know, Latin America, um, uh, El Salvador, is 100% Bitcoin, and they use it as a currency. So, um, you know, this, this could be kind of a, <clears throat> a big thing 
if it moves in that direction. So watch Coinbase. Um, I don't, if you were looking at Coinbase to buy, um, this had a buy at 170, 73 back on March 17th. Um, since then it's traded above its 50 day. So, uh, the 50 day has not turned positive on a four hour chart. The 200 day is still negative. Trade the trend. <clears throat> You're at 186. Um, again, you've, you've had your 10% move here. If you bought with the algorithm at 170. This one has not been a great one. Essentially, the performance chart is on the algorithm. You would have made 43% in 19 positions over 1,000 candles. Um, you only would have won six, and you would have lost on 13. So of those 19, you're losing 43% in your money. If you would have just bought and hold, you would have lost 51% of your money. So you're losing less on the algorithm, which is the goal, uh, but you're not making any money. So. This is one that you trade. Speaking of trade, Nile, BitNile, um, N-I-L-E, is uh, way up in pre-market. Nile went from closing at 82 up to 101. I think this was up. Yeah, it was up near 120 earlier this morning. So um, this one is crazy. If you remember, Zip Trader Charlie posted on this one that it was undervalued. Um, according to a bunch, uh, uh, one had a target, a $7 target on this one, but, uh, it closed, um, right around after hours. It looked like it ran up to about 84. This one's at a dollar now. Uh, it's on its way down. It's completely over, overbought currently. Um, but if you're looking at just this current moment, 828 right now, um, it looks like the MACD just crossed up. The RSI is at 34, so it's probably going to move up from its 99 cent. Uh, it's putting in a pretty solid um, volume gap here, volume shelf, I should say, at 107. So at $99, you could make 7% if it goes back to 107. But uh, again, this is one of those speculative penny stock plays, but it's one that I've been keeping an eye on since I joined, you know, since this boomer joined uh, the Discord group. Um, so, uh, let's move up. Oh, news again. Steve Leisman on CNBC posted a great chart on Friday and I have to look for it. I haven't seen it online, but it was on his, uh, on TV and he did a report and they, they looked back at charts, uh, of the inversion of the two year and the 10 year bond yield. And if you know, uh, that's one of three, um, main, uh, catalysts for a recession. And a recession is a 35% pullback. So uh, the, the inversions of the year of the two and the 10-year bond yields uh, happens. And a, a lot of people probably today were thinking, oh, well, that means that you're in a recession or a recession is about to happen. No. When that happens, it looks like a recession. The prior recessions happened anywhere from 11 to 14 months after the actual inversion. So that means if we do revert um, and it hasn't happened, the two-year and the 10-year hasn't reverted, but if we do revert um, and it goes, the two-year goes uh, to be you know, paying out more than the 10-year, the uh, you can look at a recession 11 to 14 months. That would be my theory is that you know from everything that I've read, 
Again, I'm not an economist. I'm not an expert. I'm just a stock trader just like you. But my assumption is that we would be heading into a recession next year. Not this year, but next year. And in my belief, that's true. Um, do you see a, uh, a, a recession kind of happening uh, 100% on the overtime show on CNBC last week said, yes, we see a recession happening. So um, if a recession does happen, um, it'll be 11 to 14 months after the inversion. So keep, I'll keep an eye on the inversion to see if it happens. Um, Agriculture stocks, and this is one, I'm going to list these. I'm going to post some charts on these too. Um, AGCO, uh, let's see where they are today. Um, they closed at 147. They're opening up right at 147. A lot of these probably aren't big pre-market movers. Mosaic is down um, from 70. They closed at 71. They're at 69. Uh, Deer is another one. Deer is a, a tractor company. Um, they closed at 436. They're up to 440. This is a kind of a big one because it's had all of these have had major, major moves. And there's one, um, Bob Pisani, who's the ETF guy on uh, CNBC, said, if you're going to play food inflation, uh, Moo, M-O-O, is the ETF that you want to play. This one is skyrocketing in pre-market. Well, I should say skyrocketing in, in our respect, but it closed at 106. It's opening up at 108. And let's take a look. Um, Moo, we would have had a buy-in March 1st at $95. And you're at 108 this morning. Um, on the algorithm, uh, we're moving our chart. There's a significant volume gap here, right at about um, a volume shelf, right about 97. Um, and again, this one has run up so much from 95 to 106, and it's an ETF. If I go back to a daily and I just look at this one, um, this is a agri business, um, and and that's why you know a, a lot of the assumption is with Ukraine. Um, and Russia being 30% of the wheat population, a lot of this agriculture stocks have gone up. You can see just the overall volume in Moo ha has really never been this high. Um, the last time it was this high was November 2020, um, and, and it wasn't even a sustained volume. It was just a short volume, it looks like. But we're, we're looking at record volume spikes in this one. Um, specifically over the last day, March 25th was the highest volume that I see in the last like five years. Um, so, uh, Moo, you're trading above the 200 day, the 50 days positive, the nine and the 21 are both positive. Um, there, there's just a lot. It's overbought. Uh, right now your RSI is at 75. You don't buy anything that's over 70. You, you really shouldn't buy anything that's even in the sixties, uh, for the RSI. But you've got quite a move in this, M-O-O. So the real question is, is the agri um, and, and the fertilizer run over? And while I don't think that it's over, because I do think that we're heading into a food shortage, um, I, if I were in this, I would absolutely take some profits. I, 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 don't, I would not want to get hit with this on the way down. Um, don't, you know, take some profits. 
Uh, if it continues to run and you continue to see, you can always add those profits back in um, to different sectors, different different stocks. But that's just my take on this one. Um, energy, big, big moves in this one too. Devon, uh, energy, DVN, uh, they're up. Let me see. Let me look at them in Active Trader Pro. Devon is at 61. It's down from 62. Like I said, anything under 60, you play this one. Um, Pioneer uh, Resources. Uh, let's look at Pioneer Resources. I don't know what their symbol is. Um, uh, eh, I'll look it up later. But I, I've got a list here, and I'll, I'll put this list. Um, Cotera, C-T-R-A, uh, is one. Um, that's, that closed at 2891. It's down at 2843. Uh, Nucor, N-U-E. This one has been a runner. Uh, this one is at one fit, closed at 157, 156. Could have bought this a few days ago in the 140s. Um, Mosaic, we've talked about that one in the agriculture. Uh, this one is huge because you could have bought this one at 64. It's up at 71 now. Uh, just and I'm talking just a couple of days. CF Industries, um, CF Industries, uh, you could have bought at 98. It's up at 108. I mean, these are big moves and big stocks. Um, you know, another one that I was talking to a friend about this this weekend. Uh, Clip, uh, uh, CF. Uh, no, I'm sorry, um, Cleveland Cliffs. Uh, CLF, uh, and. This one is opening up at 32, closed at 33. Uh, this one you could have bought a couple of days ago at 25. 25 a couple of days ago. It's a big move. And, and, and I've, full disclosure, I bought this one you know, weeks ago at 16, sold out at, at 20, took my 20%. Uh, wasn't exactly at 16, wasn't exactly at 20, but I got my 20% out of it. Um, I missed this move. And, you know, I'm kicking myself on this one. Doesn't have a dividend. Um, you know, th this, this is a good one to, to hold. Now, what Cleveland Cliffs is, they're, they're an iron ore company. And to make steel, uh, you have to have iron ore. And they're the only American uh, iron ore company. So, uh, you know, it was funny. I was telling my friend this weekend when I see the, CF, uh, the CEO interviewed, it definitely looks like he's in an office from like the 1970s. Um, with his uh, cream-colored short-sleeve dress shirt, collared shirt with a pocket, um, with brown, um, uh, you know, leisure suit pants. So, you know, they, they, they've said they've cut some, you know, uh, uh, COVID, they were able to cut some cost out of the business. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunities out here. In my mind today, again, I think you're seeing oil is down. So let's look at UCO. Um, UCO is down at 163. It's at one, it closed at 171. Uh, I, I, you know, SCO is your play in, in days like today. SCO is the play. Uh, this one is up from 530 to 554. Um, I, I don't know that this one's necessarily moving. My belief, again, this is my belief is that oil at 106, which it is today, the WTI right now is at 106. That, that moves to 120. I don't know if tomorrow's going to be down. I don't know if there's going to be some issues, um, some, some catalysts to move it down or up. <clears throat> but um, 
Governments wanted at 80. Uh, oil companies wanted at 120. So you've got 100 right there in the middle. And there's some pressure both ways. So essentially, I think you can play UCO and SCO. These are two that, that again, you can scalp. You can play these in the middle of the day for 1%, 2% moves. You can play them uh, for a full day for a 1%, 2% move. Sometimes you can get a 10% move out of these in a full day. Uh, I do think that these are opportunities there. Um, some of the other stocks that we talked about, CrowdStrike, um, uh, Cybersecurity. Uh, this one closed at 221. It's up at 223 pre-market today. Uh, Palo Alto Networks. Um, cybersecurity is going to be huge, especially with Russia and Ukraine continuing to go on, Russia threatening. Um, uh, some chip stocks, Micron, MU. This is one that Steve, uh, one of the guys on uh, CNBC purchased a couple of weeks ago on a Friday, late on a Friday, at about 73. It's at set, uh, almost 80 today. Um, this one is a great technology company. Uh, so uh, keep your eyes out. Um, look at some of the things that, that have, have moved. Uh, I don't have a specific stock for you today. I would say Tesla, if you can get into Tesla, I wouldn't buy it over a thousand. Uh, I think today is a hype day, but some of these stocks like Apple today, Apple is down a, a couple of dollars from 174 to 172. If this one dips under 170, put some money into Apple. I, I, again, I think this is a $200 stock at the end of the year. I shouldn't say at the, the end of the year because inflation might, might have some impetus in this one. But they just released a subscription service. They said they're going on a subscription service. If you know anything about subscription services, that's where you make your money. Look at the services revenue that, that Apple makes today. Uh, and they're going to give you a, an iPhone for 100 bucks a month, $200 a month. The amount of cash flow that this is going to create uh, in, in, in people that just don't want to put out $1,000 for the phone, uh, it's huge. Huge. So. Uh, I, there you go, some opportunities. If I do find a, another opportunity, particularly, I'll, I'll do a little bit more research, do some scanners. Um, there's some out there. Uh, I'm seeing P-O-L-Y, Poly. I don't even know about this company. Let's see what they are. <clears throat> um, I don't know what they are, but, oh, God. You have a it flat across at 28, and then all of a sudden today to 30, 38. Uh, let's check Finviz uh, because Finviz is your source for all news that is stocks. Um, pop. And sorry to go on so long. This is a big one. Uh, HP to acquire Polly. Hewlett Packard is acquiring Polly. Um, that is why. Uh, because Hewlett Packard wants to create a portfolio of more growth oriented. Uh, products. So, um, yeah, Poly HP is buying Poly. Doesn't say, oh, uh, all cash transaction for forty dollars a share, and this is it's at thirty eight. I'll wait for this one to dip down, but you're, you know, if this one goes through, you're getting forty dollars a share. Um, wow, I'll hold on to that for a five percent move. Um. Let's see what, it, what it's done in a one-minute chart on pre-market because, um, yeah, it shot up right, right to 38, so it's trading at 38 because 
there is some risk that maybe this doesn't get done. But at $40 a share might be an opportunity. Again, scan. Uh, I'll use scanners on Finviz, TradingView, and TrendSpider. TrendSpider is my favorite scanner, by the way. Uh, and there was a great, if you want to see a thread, there was a great thread this weekend about um, people who use TrendSpider or TradingView. They're both charting platforms. Um, and which one you like better and what are the features that you like better. Personally, I'm a fan of TrendSpider. TradingView is great. But what I like about TrendSpider is I'm able to put a strategy in, uh, like my algorithm, which trades on a four-hour time frame, and backtest it against the stock and see exactly uh, what I would make if I traded based on that strategy versus just buying and holding that stock. Again, an algorithm probably won't tell you which stock to buy uh, unless you, you know, do an algorithm based on a scan. Uh, but an algorithm does tell me how to trade. I'm the, 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 the secret sauce in trying to find out which stocks actually I should use to get in there and, and out of. So uh, there's your opportunities. I went on a little long today. I promise to not do that. Ugh, God, I, I need to stop being so chatty. But I will talk to you tomorrow. Happy trading.